Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Today we're speaking with Professor John Emery, Herman Chair of Primary Care Cancer Research at the University of Melbourne and Director of PC4. We're also speaking with Professor Michael Jefford, Medical Oncologist and Director of the Australian Cancer Survivorship Centre at the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre. John and Michael are part of a team of experts who have published a series of three papers around cancer survivorship in The Lancet. And for those of you who aren't in research, The Lancet would be the silver medalist at the Olympics in medical journals. We're discussing the first two papers in the series, Management of Clinical Issues Experienced by Survivors and Improved Models of Care for These Cancer Survivors. I'm very interested. We've got academic GP, medical oncologists partnering together to improve outcomes for patients. So I wanted to know how your relationship began and what brought you together. And I'm especially interested as I think that your work reflects the importance of multidisciplinary collaboration, but also consumer and community involvement in research. I might start and Michael may wish to join in. So I first remember meeting Michael at Peter Mac. Oh gosh, probably about 12 years ago in my role as director of PC4. But when we were developing ideas around shared care models and starting to think about it within PC4, and clearly Michael is one of the leading experts in Australia. So uh, I arranged to meet with Michael and just to talk about our shared interests in survivorship care with my particular interest in the role of primary care and particularly general practice. Uh, in supporting um, models of survivorship care. That then led on to some very successful collaborations initially with our um, ProCare trial, which was the first trial to test a model of shared care for prostate cancer. Yeah, I think that that's about right, that um, I'd done a study called Survivor Care, which was a nurse-led intervention for cancer survivors. And uh, myself and Penny Schofield were quite involved with that study. And and both were involved with John's ProCare study. So we were keen to improve the care and outcomes for cancer survivors. And uh, I guess we've been interested in uh, both nurse-led models and shared care models with general practice for some time. And I guess that my research had always been multidisciplinary and quite collaborative um, across professions, but engaging with consumers as well. Together, both your organisations, PC4 and the Australian Cancer Survivorship Centre, highlight the growing importance of driving research that improves the lives and outcomes of people living with and beyond cancer. So how did this Lancet series come about and why did you choose to focus on management of clinical issues and models of care? So I was approached initially by one of the editors, uh, Mabel Chu, um, at the Lancet to talk about their um, vision of creating a series around cancer survivorship, but with a specific focus that the readership is of a general clinical audience and really trying to make a a practical series of papers uh, that looked at it from a clinician point of view, but also from a policy point of view. Um, and, uh, um, And obviously, Uh, In those initial discussions, I said, well, if we're going to do this, we've got to involve uh, um, somebody like Michael as well. And so we we jointly worked up the 
the overall vision of the series uh, in collaboration with uh, Mabel Chu, and then identifying um, a range of uh, international authors um, uh, who could provide that additional broad-ranging multidisciplinary perspective uh, to um, develop the series. Yeah, I'd add that we, we spent quite some time sketching out how the series might look. Um, and particularly from the discussions with The Lancet, we really wanted to focus too on um, what are sort of common issues, but then are there particular groups that require special focus. It's very clear that the survivorship experience for people who are treated for cancer as children and adolescents is a particular particular group that requires additional consideration. And so hence the third paper in the recent series focuses on survivors of childhood and adolescent cancers. And one of the overarching themes that seems to be in this series is around patient-centred care and that it's key for better models of care and management of clinical issues for cancer survivors. And as a non-clinician, I would think that all care is is patient-centred. So could you explain a little bit more about patient-centred care in cancer survivorship and and why it's needed? Let me kick off this time. (laughs) Uh, So I think that we highlight some of the issues with current care, that care is probably um, not as holistic as we might like it to be, and it tends to have um, a large focus on the potential uh, detection of cancer recurrence and possible second cancers. And we'd like to think that holistic survivorship care is more than that. And we discussed that in the first two papers. And we we think that uh, it does need to be more patient-centred. And being patient-centred means that we need to understand what are the issues, needs and concerns that patients, survivors and carers have. And we can only really know that if we ask. And so we talk about, particularly in the first paper, about the need for uh, some sort of needs assessment and asking people about the common sorts of issues that survivors can experience so that we can identify and respond to those issues. Um, I might let John continue. So I guess as a GP, I would argue that general practice um, has probably been aiming and thinking about models of patient-centred care for longer than some of the other medical disciplines. And so general practice in your training, it's very much around thinking about the broader um, uh, psychosocial aspects and of the issues that an individual patient is bringing to you and not focusing just on the clinical aspects of, um, of care and trying to identify the specific concerns that a patient is bringing to you. That said, it's still very easy to fall into the trap in, in all clinical settings that we focus on, on some of the more medical aspects of care. And I think cancer survivorship is a particularly good example of, of the traps that one can fall into, focusing on things like recurrence without recognising that actually there are many more significant issues for an individual cancer survivor that they may wish to discuss in a consultation um, beyond uh, those more clinical aspects. Sticking with primary care then, John, you've recommended a range of strategies to improve the experience of cancer survivors in primary care. In what ways can GPs and practice nurses help patients manage their clinical issues? So in, in the first paper, we uh, describe the, the broad range of issues that an individual cancer survivor can face, um, ranging from very specific clinical consequences of, of their treatments, but to the much broader um, common symptoms that 
that they may find troublesome. Uh, and then some of the broad, again, broader social aspects of the consequences of, of having uh, had a cancer diagnosis on finances, ability to work. And so we provide a sort of uh, a structure of and the types of questions that you may want to um, think about that you should cover in a consultation with a survivor or over a series of consultations, to be honest. There's a, there's a whole way, range of things that you may wish to cover in a consultation with a cancer survivor. And so we talk about the idea of using um, screening tools such as the um, distress thermometer as a way of a starting point to identify some of the issues that you might want to focus on in a particular consultation, um, recognising that uh, in general practice, but even in an oncology setting, the range of issues that you may actually wish to cover uh, are limited by time, but it's all about identifying what are the specific issues that a, um, a patient wants to discuss at that consultation to make the most of, of um, the time that you have on that day. John, what other roles might GPs or practice nurses have in, in supporting cancer survivors? So one of the aspects that we also cover in paper one is uh, considering the lifestyle factors that are really important to discuss with a cancer survivor. So cancer survivors are at increased risk of a second cancer, as well, of course, of, as risk of, um, of um, recurrence. And we know that there are, are various lifestyle modifications that can reduce those risks. Smoking is an obvious one, but also physical activity, um, maintaining a healthy weight and a good diet are really key components to reducing those risks, also considering alcohol intake as well. So all those lifestyle factors are, are important in reducing risk of recurrence and reducing a risk of a second cancer, as well as improving the overall quality of life too. And John, you've, with what you've just described and, and talking about the paper, you found that models of care led by GPs or nurses can be at least as effective as those led by cancer specialists or, or an oncologist. Why do you think general practice-based models of care have not been more widely adopted? Uh, I'll start. I'm sure Michael will have some additional comments to make. But um, I think, as you say, that there are, is now good trial evidence from both within uh, Australia but also internationally that alternative models of care for cancer survivorship that involve general practice are at least as effective and there's there's actually also good evidence that they're probably more cost effective as well um, and with the growing number of cancer survivors that uh, we really do need to be looking at alternative more effective ways of providing survivorship care. Uh, I think the challenges are often um, uh, that uh, from a hospital point of view, it's always easier to keep doing what you already do. And to some extent, some of these changes need to be led both at a policy level um, through government to support new models of care, but also at an individual hospital level to, uh, to take some leadership in changing the way that survivorship care is delivered thinking about, well, how do you better engage with general practice? How do you communicate the specific roles that uh, you wish a GP to take on? How do you provide the uh, information resources to support those models of shared care? And how do you ensure that the individual patient is aware that actually their GP has a very clear role 
uh, as part of their cancer team. I would agree with all that uh, John's just described. You know, I think that the models of care are very entrenched. I think that to an extent, oncology, haematology teams may not be aware of the evidence that supports um, different models of care, whether they be GP-led, shared care or nurse-led models. Um, I think that there is, um, you know, people do talk about uh, that it's nice to see cancer survivors and it's nice to see people doing well. Uh, and it's important for people to know what are the sort of longer term issues that survivors can experience. But I think in terms of what is the best model for patients, specialist led hospital based models are probably not going to be the right model for many people. So we do need to be able to educate people about the evidence to support different models, the preference for patients uh, often to have care that's closer to home. We do need to work on the good communication, good coordination of care uh, of people affected by cancer from the time of diagnosis through treatment in the post-treatment phase. And so if we work on that and we have uh, more effective collaborative relationships between cancer care and primary care from the beginning, that will support transitioning people to other models of care after treatment. Next episode of Research Roundup, we'll continue this conversation with John and Michael. Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Please let us know what you think about this episode by emailing us at info at pc4tg.com.au or keep in touch via Twitter where you'll find us at PC4TG and there's also our website which is pc4tg.com.au.